Hello and welcome to the Nine Nine podcast. It's Nine Nine here, and I'm joined by Andrea Cleary. Hi. Hello. It's been a while. We haven't been. It's uh, been a minute. We haven't done a podcast for uh, four a month. weeks. Yeah, I think. crazy. Yeah, it's very strange. But we are not alone. We are joined by two special guests. Um, they are from a band called Wyvern Lingo. Hi. Over on my left there is Quiva. Hello there. And we have Sirsha. Hiya. How are you? Good. Yeah, Good. Great. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. It'll be fun to get you in to have some chats about music, see what you're up to. I haven't seen you since, uh, well, actually not that long ago, yeah. I guess. <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, are you just festivaling? these days are you recording or what are you up to we are we actually had a really lovely uh couple of months there of of foreign festivals by weekend and then working on new music during the week that's a nice um, way to do it yeah really nice so we're kind of all the foreign festivals are over now unfortunately so we're just we're just working away yeah. on new tunes but it is beauty weather out there so yeah. kind of feels like we're away it's yeah. Kind of, <laughs> yeah it is a bit yeah okay. meanwhile we're in a very dark room but uh, that's fine yeah. It's grand. It's grand. Um, it's sunny outside. Yeah. But yeah, we I last saw you on Inish Turk, mm-hmm. uh, a very special place dear to my heart um, yeah. for Turkfest, which is kind of a gathering of friends and family. And yeah. uh, the best festival what ever. What a like, magical we time had we had. Such a good time. Yeah. So nice. What did you enjoy? Because I kind of like every time I talk to people about it, I kind of describe it as like the adult Gwail talk or something like that. Yeah. You know? That is. Yeah. yeah. It felt like a really like like a really well organized hen party or like a heavenly hen party <laughs> or you know when you go to like delphi and you're in transition year it was kind of like that it was yeah. great yeah yeah, yeah yeah it was class one of my my favorite moment was was on the afternoon I, I i skipped an event whoops but i went from the hot tub into the sea back to the hot tub back to the sea and every time i got back to the hot tub there was a bottle of wine waiting for me oh, it was yeah. just oh. oh it was heavenly sure, it, it could was, be worse it could be way worse yeah so uh this uh just to explain briefly i guess turkfest is like a, a gathering of people of of friends and family and uh extended friends and there's bands and um there's crisps and pints and chats yeah. and uh stuff like there's crab claws and crab claws on the beach crab. there's uh we had a game of roll bowling i don't know if yeah, you know. So, yeah, 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 yeah you, you were trying to get me to throw the disco ball balls. i was like you're, absolutely do not you're one of the few who wouldn't get i would have i would have actually knocked someone out i have a terrible throw it's okay we've yeah. had worse before so yeah on this week's podcast we're going to be talking about the new album from tom york which i keep calling amina yeah anima. no I, i've been saying anima yeah. I think anima. it's anima. It's not anima, anima anyway. It's not anima. <laughs> anima. Yeah. Anima. I think, anima. yeah. It's like it's a like Jungian animal, thing, yeah. right? So it's like your uh, unconscious, the part of you that is your unconscious in like Carl Jung's philosophy. And I would assume that Jung would pronounce it anima. Because anima just sounds like anemic. Yeah. Know, yeah. yeah. Which That's why I was saying it's probably language, not that. So, yeah. uh, Luke Sharkey will also be along later on to uh, having a chat with King Princess from the Academy a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we're going to be talking about songs of the week from the likes of uh, Bell and Sebastian, Metronomy, uh, The Chats and Brady Howard as well. Uh, but first, uh, I guess some geek business. Andrea went to a gig for the first time in a while. <laughs> is it the first one in a while? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I think it is actually, yeah. Yeah, one, uh, so one of your favourite bands was on uh, this week. I went to a gig, we both went to the same gig, but we didn't go yes, together. I didn't see you at which all. Which was very strange. Um, uh, I'm sure you were up the front. I No, I was like front, right. It was you in the bucket hats, wasn't it? It was me in the bucket hats, yeah. So we went to Vampire Weekend as part of the Trinity Summer Series on Monday night and it was... Very fun. I'd never seen them before. They're like 
in my maybe top you've never seen them before I've never seen them before that's crazy like top 10 for me I like adore that band bands, yeah. love them and love the new record um and they played loads from the new album and what i found so nice about it was that like the crowd was full of like absolute top lads and i was like oh god everyone here is really drunk for a monday night but like ev- everyone knew like every song to every word on the new record. It was just a crowd of people that were like really, yeah, really, really passionate. Interest. Yeah. And you can't help but get swept up by them, by their energy. They were just so energetic. I was very impressed by them starting at um, just before 8.30 actually. Yeah. So like 8.30 stage time, they were like 8.25 they went on stage. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's because they had a lot of being long set list and they were, Ezra was like, we're going to play up to the curfew. Yeah. And they literally did. That was good. Yeah. Just over two hours, which was uh, great. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I was there kind of probably uh, indicative of how much I like Vampire Weekend. Uh, I was about halfway back. Okay. <laughs> like at the sound desk. Um, and I was there with my mate Simon and we just enjoyed it. I was like, I haven't, had never been to the venue before. You guys played there before. Yeah. We played there last yeah, summer. Yeah. It's nice. I'd never been in, to a gig in Trinity before. It feels kind of Ivy Gardens-esque. It feels feels like it's around that size or something. Um, Well, that's on next week or this week. Starts starts tomorrow night, actually. Yeah. uh, yeah. Um, But yeah, it was a gorgeous gig. Of course, his gig's on Folds were last night. Didn't go to that. Janelle Monae is this evening. I'm not sure Is Is there Um, ones on Thursday? Yeah, there's a new order on Sunday. Uh, Stereophonics are on. Are they? Yes, they are. <laughs> and uh, Paul, I've not heard a single word about that yeah. game being on. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Heaton and Jackie Abbott also are playing okay. as well. So uh, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I really like the gig. Um, I'm hoping that I'm, I we talked about Janelle's album last year. I wasn't mad on it really, but mm. I really like her. And I first time I uh, it will be the first time I've seen her since a small gig in London. Just before the first album came out. So okay. I know what you mean. But like when it like it translates totally different on stage and it's just like That's her what performances. I'm for. Yeah. So sorry, uh, Primavera. Primavera, yeah. You're gonna yeah. have a great time. Yeah, we never actually chat to anyone about Primavera this year. How was it? It was unreal. I I stayed the whole weekend, <laughs> just got to see loads of acts. Uh, Miley Cyrus lads was a big yeah. disappointment oh, yeah. not gonna lie oh disappointment yeah okay. like she said she was on the set the night before but like she just wouldn't sing any of the choruses to her songs and all was she just like putting yeah. the mic out and I actually saw that give it up yeah I saw that in one of the Glastonbury highlights she was doing exactly that and kind of rapping the songs rather than actually singing them it was really weird like right. speaking the lyrics to uh, Party in the USA yeah just like hopping out strange, of singing because yeah. I was expecting her to be as well as um, this pop like performer performer yeah. yeah and she does do this like very much rock band feel which doesn't work with a, a lot of her stuff yeah. but uh, even with it works for a party in the USA for example but like then she just wouldn't sing it was just really weird yeah. Yeah. I saw footage from Glassby where she performed a song from Black Mirror she do that? Yeah, no, Prima she didn't do that at Premier because it wasn't out. Yeah, oh my god, have you seen that? By the way, no, yes, I haven't seen okay. it. Yet. We won't. Not, I won't reckon on you. Oh, is it good? I liked it. I've heard very mixed reviews. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like ah, series generally, but that episode looks really intriguing. Yeah. I'm like, oh. it's not as dystopian and, and depressing as some of the stuff. Yeah. It looks That's like it's going to be like that. Yeah. Uh, one hundred thousand credits or whatever that that one is called from like season one. It looked like aesthetically, it looks like that. So I think these three feel a bit different. Yeah. Those three episodes feel a little bit different. Okay. Um, maybe a bit more nuanced. One of them is definitely not as nuanced, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it's really enjoyable. Um, Do any you watch highlights it. from Primavera? Uh, Tame Pala. 
were yeah. unbelievable. I didn't get to go see them last week, but Luke They're, here was is one of their biggest fans. He we was were. I was buzzing. recording with Luke last week before he went, and he was visibly shaking. Like <laughs> the further we got into the podcast, you could just see the excitement. He's like looking at the door just like when am I going it was very yeah uh, I heard great things about that gig yeah like their visual show is incredible Mm. like you just can't take your eyes off the stage like it's unbelievable um we got to see Eric Badu as well yeah on the Thursday night yes yeah that was incredible she's just got this mad energy yeah she's like summoning aliens she's a mad woman Mm. she got everyone to like meditate (laughs) oh I love that yeah by the end of it yeah that was mad yeah. And then uh, who else? <laughs> Saw Solange. She's great as always. Um, did you see Rosalia? Did anyone see yeah, Rosalia? Yeah, we saw Rosalia. Oh my God, was Jesus. She, she is incredible. Good. And like, she's a bloody tank as well. Like, oh my God. And uh, James Blake actually came out for her set oh, nice. with that song they yeah, do together. I yeah. can't think of the name of it Barefoot right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's um, song. Oh, it's a tune. And so it was so toads mouth, like everyone was nearly bawling. Because like obviously you're in a crowd of, of Spanish people. So then, oh, it's very epic. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Uh, I'm still trying to get a chance to see Rosalia live somewhere. Oh, she's so good. She's got such an amazing energy. I'd love to see her live. Yeah. I quite like that new song that she released today. Yeah, yeah, she oh, heard song it. out like an hour ago. Like, like, <laughs> Give like, us a heads up. An, an hour ago, <laughs> Jesus. Um, I, like, What's it called again? Um, money, f- fuck money, man, something like that. Yes. Money, man, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> fuck, fuck money, man. <laughs> fuck money, man. Uh, yeah, it's real good. It's kind Deadly. of two, two songs in one, and it's a lot of fun. It's great. I think yeah. the other song I gave a bad review of is "Grown on Me" a bit as well. Uh, so, oh, like obviously it is. You are her super fan, number one. Into it. Yeah, 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 she's great. Of, I saw it from Glastonbury last weekend. I was like, Ooh, oh, yeah. I like oh you were at Glastonbury? No, I mean, I watched oh, it on TV. Speaking okay. of, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's been a good week for uh, gig goers with bucket hats. Um, yeah, Glastonbury is uh, two festivals, really. It's the one experience. Have you guys, you've guys been to Glastonbury? No. No. no? no Cheers for taking You haven't been to Glastonbury either? No, no, no. no. Okay, I've been once. I don't know how I feel about it. It's, There's far too many people there for me to want to go. It's like, it's very big. Yeah, yeah. that big. scares me. Um, I, and what the funny thing is, like, the sometimes the BBC coverage makes it look like it's this very idyllic like place with loads of fields. And it's like, it's really not. I mean, maybe it was at one point. There were mm. lots of places to wander, mm. but it's not like that at all. I just got it in my head that it was like, there's loads of space and it's lush and green. And then mm. there's the stages. And all well, that. I mean, it is that, but there's just like, hundreds of thousands of people there as well <laughs> like yeah but what you get is, is basically there's just burger vans lining everything yeah and, okay. or there's food stalls lining everything and mm. so there's no like other than the stone circle which is where people go and take drugs and mm. uh, um the bbc six music stage uh there's very little that's like this is your own space and yeah. nice and, like, so it's not like some like irish festivals like body and soul where you can definitely go and just it has some of that energy i think chill. the thing about glastonbury it is every festival you've ever been to in one yeah because okay. like, every festival has taken its inspiration from um glastonbury yeah so when you get there you're like it just feels like you're at home because you're yeah. like oh all of this is like the main stage is like a main stage of any other festival yeah but there's all these other parts that like the madness and all the weird stuff that happens and so it's like, the great thing about glastonbury that. for people who don't go is that the bbc's coverage of it is so good it yeah. is yeah like i guess it always yeah and now it's even better because you know a lot of stuff is on youtube and mm. all the bands like the smaller bands that you wouldn't get to see on bbc yeah um, you can now watch on YouTube and stuff like that as well. So, um, yeah, I didn't get a chance to see much of it. I was at a stag over the weekend. Oh, sorry. Enjoying myself. Hi, and, yeah. Um, yeah, so I saw it, but we've watched a bit of it. I think the main thing that uh, I sp- said about bucket hats, the main thing that came out of it was uh, 
I guess a viral video, uh, oh, a viral yeah. moment yeah. Of, yeah. of this guy uh, Alex. Alex is a plant. Alex Mann. I think. Alex Mann. Yeah. He's fifteen years old. Uh, is he fifteen? Fifteen. What a legend. Oh, I thought he was like nineteen or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so if you haven't seen it, Alex is, Alex Mann came was uh, called up on stage by the uh, rapper Dave to uh, recite and join in with a, a track called Tiago Silva, inspired by the Brazilian uh, Paris Saint Germain player, and uh, he nailed it. He just did it from yeah. start to finish. It's everyone. Looked like he just—he was just like ready for this. You, you know, when you're when you're listening to he was a little lad like, with a bucket hat on. Yeah, yeah. well, when you when you're listening to hip hop or you listen to like real fast rap, like yeah, I don't know if other people do this, but I'm definitely like imagine if I was at this like right. imagine I was at like a Black Alicious gig and someone was like, oh, who knows all of alphabet aerobics? And I'm like, I do. <laughs> and then you get up and nail it, and he just lived everyone's dream. Yeah, and he yeah. absolutely nailed yeah. it. Something like that happens at the end of the Goofy movie, doesn't it? Oh, does it? Yeah. 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 Stand out for the crowd. And he nails it. But so yeah, you got to live it. Yeah. It's it, it's like the, you know, you're called onto the pitch to take a pen or something. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. it's that fantasy that you have and he yeah. just lived it. And it. He's oh. even like, come on, Glastonbury. Like, yeah. oh my God, he nails it. It's like yeah, he knew yeah, yeah. it was going to happen. Actually, there, I do have, this is, this is him doing exactly that. You know. Let's fucking go. That was Alex, <laughs> uh, Dave featuring Alex, Alex and Dave. I should say. Oh, cool. Alex and Dave, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was one of the major things that uh, came out of Glastonbury this year, funny enough. Um, and yeah, a lot of people were like, Alex is a plant. He's definitely a plant. He's like, he's definitely not. There was an article in The Guardian where um, it was prefaced by the fact that he, he was back on Monday morning in his parents' house. He's 15. Yeah. And he, and they, I think The Guardian journalist like rang the house on Sunday night and was like, can I, or, or he was there anyway. He hadn't got to bed yet. And uh well, like, can I speak to Alex? And he's like, oh, he needs his rest first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, his his mom was like, oh yeah, no, he'll give you a ring back. He just needs to have a sleep. Good yeah. that his parents yeah, weren't like, sure. what the bloody hell are you doing a class for you? Like, imagine yeah. Yeah. not telling your parents where you are, like you're uh, uh, all over the TV. There's a video of him online now. <laughs> oh, that'd be yeah. the best way to do it. Yeah. Man. yeah. <laughs> I, I went to glass glass and was, became a legend. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, did anyone watch Stormzy? No. I only seen the the one track on YouTube. I didn't see anything else. At all. It was unbelievable. He, I am a total convert now. Like, yeah. I mean, I liked him before, but now I'm like, now yeah. I really like him. Threw a lot behind the the performance. Clearly, it yeah, it's a big stage production. A lot of people on stage as well. Yeah, and it was clearly really emotional for him as well. Like, I think the 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 kind of weight of the moment that it was like yeah you can see him smiling in that bland artist by your grace video he's yeah very, he's very happy with that's that. oh that's such a beautiful moment yeah. and then like the ballet dancers and they had like a a text thing um while the two ballet dancers were dancing about how only this year there were there's been ballet shoes for black dancers that aren't because previously it was oh, yeah. like Boom. nude yeah. shoes that right. are obviously like tailored for white people and it was just all this kind of celebration of like how far 
like black Brits in particular have yeah, come, yeah. which I think when it comes to those big massive performances, like you think of like Beyonce and um, like Kendrick Lamar and it, it it is all kind of very American based where Stormzy just comes in with this like very UK slanted experience of like a black man in 2019 yeah. I forgot what year it was there <laughs> <laughs> I, I was surprised uh, almost surprised I'm, I'm glad that there was no like furore about him playing or headlining Glasgow like there was with Jay-Z uh, and Kanye as well yeah, yeah yeah there was none of that this year that I, I mean saw. like there there might have been but it, then it's just like quashed by how good he was yeah, and like yeah. when you look at the size of the crowd that's there it's, I mean obviously he's headlining the pyramid stage but like it everyone whenever the camera like panned to the crowd was just like yelling lyrics they knew all the words yeah yeah yeah. yeah. it was really really stunning and uh kylie did the legend slot this year i thought that's a bit like she i was the year you're saying kylie's not a legend no i'm not saying she's not a legend (laughs) usually it's reserved for like uh it's on the sunday afternoons when everyone's really tired so I, the year I was there, Kenny Rogers played and it was like, yes. he did Islands in the Stream and it was like, this is great. Oh, yeah. And everyone was sitting around drinking pims and stuff like that. But it was like, this is not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, she's still re- very relevant. Right? Yeah. She's still got a big audience. Absolutely. She um, was great. Seemed to work though. Seemed she was unbelievable. And obviously Nick Cave came out and they slow danced together um, and it was so beautiful. <laughs> so stunning. And he was great. He came out and like, I was talking to my friend Carlo about it and he's a massive, massive Nick Cave fan. And he was saying it was so nice to see an artist like that coming out who is like, you know, like absolutely massive people obsessed with him. And he was just like, no, I'm here as a guest. I'm not taking I'm I'm not the real musician coming out to help out the pop artist. It's just we both love this song. Let's slow dance together. It was so, so, so nice. I recommend looking at that clip. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tears. Well. Uh, Chris Martin also came out for Kylie. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> don't reserve the same level of judgment. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, poor Chris. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, there was lots of other special guests as well. Uh, Pet Shop Boys joined Killers. Actually, Brandon Flowers looked like the happiest man on earth. Yeah. When Johnny Marr. Johnny Marr was there. As well. he was Unreal. Like beaming. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing I really saw other than that was uh, Slow Tide. Did you see any of that? The, I didn't see. The I absolute that, mosh pit yeah. that happened. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, just great crack okay. i'm really looking forward to seeing him i have not seen him yet that reminds so me were you soon. near the mosh pit at vampire weekend on monday uh, yeah what what happened there <laughs> no i didn't i just heard that, that it's like I, there was there it was, was a, not visible there was a mosh pit during, during what's on? A-punk. was there like four people moshing no, there was loads. oh was there was like 30 people absolutely I would, I would into each other. Yeah, it that. was very yeah, funny. monday night in trinity why not it was very, very funny <laughs> That's grand. That's grand. <laughs> I did actually come across a band, and I'm not sure if you've ever heard of them, but uh, called B- Baby Metal. No. Oh, yeah. Saw a little I clip kept meaning to watch that. What uh, is that? Yeah. <laughs> is that Glastonbury? It's, yeah, yeah. it's like Glastonbury, yeah, yeah. and it's like. This tiny, like she must be six in this like Lady Gaga style outfit and then her older sister as well. And it's just metal behind them, but they're singing quite sweetly. It's just really Are, are they playing instruments? They're not actually No, they're like singing. Yeah. Japanese like pop. It's Japanese, yeah, right? So. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, That's yeah. it. Japanese I've pop. heard of them. Sounds Baby metal, like yeah. interesting yet exploitative. I'm not sure. <laughs> it was really like I was just like the band name. This. I get really roped in by a good band name these yeah. days. That it that is a great name. And like they've loads of followers and fans. I just I was just in shock, really. And they were at Glastonbury. They were at Glastonbury, and the crowd they got was insane and just gas. Was gas. Baby metal. There you go. You could see in the crowd that it's like loads of like metalers 
like having yeah. the absolute crack to it as well. Just getting into it's just, it. But, it, but it's actually just pop music. It's just pop music, yeah. It was mad. Mad. That's good. David Attenborough also made an appearance. Did you see that? Yeah. Imagine being in that crowd. Yeah. And David Attenborough coming out. You just be like, I'm so happy. Like just being like locked up the time of your yeah. life, and then David Attenborough appears. Right. And you're like, I love them. One of the best moments. Give you of a little life. bedtime yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What was he saying? Who was he coming for? He was um, applauding the festival for being like plastic free yeah I don't know if was it entirely plastic free they they weren't yeah allegedly it was plastic free free, but you could see people with their like plastic you know paraphernalia that they're obviously getting stuff from somewhere yeah Uh, but that they weren't serving any like water bottles or anything like that yeah I think if they were selling water it was in cans and then they had loads of stations around uh, and then they had like taps so that you can refill like your water bottles if you're there which is pretty cool it seems like this year is a big year for sustainability at festivals you yeah. posted that about kaleidoscope with yeah. all the last week the same thing happened there was like 93.3 really? percent or whatever I, all the tents I and everything a joke gone. article about that but is that actually true i just saw a photo oh, i God. saw a photo as well <laughs> I, now Damn. i don't know if it's a joke yeah <laughs> don't quote me on uh, this but yeah the kaleidoscope festival uh it being a family festival, you guys were playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it? Oh, so nice. Great yeah. crack. My four-year-old nephew got to see us for the first time, so Aww. so Aww. nice. Yeah. Cool. It was really sweet because, and I and I got, kind of got to say this, when, when we're gigging and I'm feeling nervous or I don't know how to interact with the crowd, I just pretend they're all my nephew, Donna. Aww. You know, so the fact that he was actually there, I, I couldn't even say it without getting teary. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah, it was Aww. cute. Nice. But yeah, it's a gorgeous festival. Really, really nice. Yeah. It's like a gigantic playground for all the kids. And they just have the absolute crack. And if you imagine that all the children are tiny people, it's much like being at a normal festival because they seem like they're locked <laughs> falling around the place. Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. Adults kind of just behave that way yeah, at normal festivals exactly. anyway. <laughs> Same buzz, but much yeah. safer. You, and you had to mind your language, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. How, the, how are you, Kaleidoscope? What was it like for the, were you there in the evening part at all? We were only there on the Sunday. Um, so I just wonder what how that works then if how it, if, it winds yeah. down yeah if like everyone has to go to bed yeah. <laughs> I'd say there what might be like that? some adult area adult time like if one of them stays back like oh yeah then, totally that and then yeah. like so here have some wine over yeah. here half the festival has to go to bed yeah but yeah. I think I think the thing is if you're going where your child is the focus and it's for them to have a good time then then you know then it's not going to be the same experience as bringing your child to electric picnic yeah. where they're almost the nuisance or you know what I mean yeah. that they yeah. are them having a nice time is the priority I certainly understand why they did kaleidoscope this year yeah. compared yeah. to recent years where like uh, being at a picnic and you're just like I would not bring a child to yeah, this no, you wouldn't. it is not relaxing at all I'm not ready to explain what drugs are to my six year old yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's not you no, have a six year old uh, oh yeah I have a six year old I'm um, willing was, to explain my six year old yeah <laughs> even in body and soul on the Sunday that I was only there briefly uh, on the Sunday but it was raining all day and I was just watching some parents and uh, with buggies and stuff and I was like that yeah, sounds just like hell. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, fair play to you, but couldn't, couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd say Kaleidoscope, yeah, did great. Um, it, all the entire cl- campsite was cleaned up by uh, the uh, responsible uh, families and their kids. So I love that. Mm. Well, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Setting an example for us all. Um, but there is, yeah, like uh, Body and Soul were selling cans of water as well and uh, refillable water bottles as you guys have here. Mm. Like everyone, I would think about this, like re- the, these water bottles they're great but like most places don't have a tap yeah refill yeah yeah, yeah. you're normally just stuck of, in a field like yeah yeah 
So there's still we're still like about halfway through festival season. I'm I'm going to all together now. You might be going to all together. I mean, yeah, um, I think I'm going to all together yeah. now. Just found out today. Thanks, Mom. Uh, got, <laughs> got another love story coming up, which is Amazing. one of my favorite festivals. Um, weather's been good, generally speaking, for most of them, and of course the picnic as well. Mm. And oh, knock and stocking as well. Knock and stocking. Yes, soon. I'm I think I'm going to that. that. Yeah. I'm going to Melt Festival in Germany as well. Melt Festival. No, I've heard of it. What kind of what kind of festival? It sounds like it'd be metal. Yeah. Uh, No, it's. um, I think Bonnie Vera is playing Skepta. um, I'm not sure. It's in this uh, like a quarry. That hasn't made it clear what kind of festival. I know. Bonnie Vera's (laughs) Skepta. I don't know. The answer is I don't really know. It's in a quarry, and Luke went last year, and he said he can have a swim. So I'm sure Justin Vernon heard quarry, and he's like, "I'm there, man. Count me in." He's a he's a good quarry man. He's a good man. Yeah, very. All right, we'll move on to songs of the week this week. Uh, we're going to start with a song from Belle and Sebastian. This is called Sister Buddha. Buddha looking for the thing that makes her buzz. Sister Buddha wakes up far from home and all she knows. There's an itch when she's dying to scratch her face that glows her skin. Step across the lonely threshold of your selfish mind And embrace the loving goodness of your humankind That was Bell and Sebastian, song called uh, Sister Buddha. Um, Dre, I'm going to go with you for this one. I think oh, oh, really? this, might, this might be your choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is really exciting. New Bell and Sebastian music is always great because it always just sounds like a good Bell and Sebastian song. They have, they definitely have a sound and this is pretty much it. But they've announced that they are going to be doing a soundtrack for Days of the Bagnold Summer. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be a film. I don't know if that's some kind of a remake or something, but that's what it is. Uh, but very excitingly. So um, a full original soundtrack. Full original soundtrack. So they did a soundtrack for a musical um, a few years ago called, um, it'll come back to me, I'll think of it. Um, but for this, there's going to be, they're, they're going to re-record two of their songs. One of them, Get Me Away From Here, I'm Dying. Uh, which is from If You're Feeling Sinister, which is like one of my favorite albums of all time. And also, what's the other one that they're doing? Um, Oh, Safety Valve, which is apparently a track that he last played in a coffee shop before Bell and Sebastian were even a thing. But it's like been floating around in Bell and Sebastian lore. Like people try and get like snippets of it and stuff. So both of those are going to be re-recorded for this album which is going to be out in the album and the film are going to both be out in September so it's all it's all go well you say that Bill and Sebastian haven't changed much but I, I think they have changed an awful lot I mean lot they've the they, last 10 years. they've brought they've brought in a bit more of an electronic element to their music and a bit like they are definitely a bit more lively than those first few albums but I think the the core is still there in that they're singing about you know normal people in normal situations um like just sort of uh, an an indie movie 
soundtrack but with it with enough heart that it isn't twee it's just sort of the set the soundtrack to like teenage me's life um yeah. is bell and sebastian but yeah no they it, it's definitely fair to say that they've changed a bit but i don't think it's, i think the music, core has changed production is more polished I'd yeah say, much more polished yeah, for yeah. sure yeah yeah but Stuart murdoch is still very much the driving force of of the band and he definitely has a sound he's got that really um really distinctive voice like you you know him as soon as you hear him kind of thing yeah. so but yeah I, I really like this track i think it's great sounds like good bell and sebastian Sarah, are you familiar with bell and sebastian not all? really no they totally slipped under my radar yeah same here i heard the name floating around the place yeah. but not really yeah and i i'm i I'm, don't love yeah, this song i'm not mad on the song that's okay <laughs> i'm gonna leave <laughs> I also haven't found out the song. Sorry. Yeah, but you don't like Balance Sebastian, so that's I like I like some of their earlier stuff. I prefer the earlier stuff. <laughs> it's fine. I know. I, I yeah. It's not really. Uh, it doesn't really do it for me. I find it. Uh, it could be any old band. Do you think so? <laughs> yeah. Uh, me, uh, God, yeah. God help the girl is the name of the film. I was trying to think of a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so that's Balance Sebastian. Fine. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> here's, a, here's a slightly different thing This is uh, from Metronomy A uh, song is called Salted Caramel Ice Cream Metronomy, it's called Salted Caramel Ice Cream. Uh, Metronomy have been around for a good while now, I guess. This is the second song from their forthcoming album, which will be called Metronomy Forever. Um, and Metronomy is really just Joe Mount, right? And then the band are also in it as well. Uh, to be released the same day as Bell and Sebastian as well. The album, uh, it's their sixth album in total. Um, are you a fan, Dre? I'm not in like hugely familiar with Metronomy. There's definitely songs that I've had on playlists in the past, um, but I really like the sound of this track because I love of Montreal and I feel like it's directly taken from the school <laughs> of, of of Montreal, just kind of whimsical, dancey pop yeah. tune. It's great. Well, you guys, Griva, Sersha, what do you think is um, I wouldn't, metronomy generally? I wouldn't really be familiar with them either, to be honest. Um, you're opening my eyes, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I think it, it's very much like you could... I don't want to say this in a bad way, but like you could totally have it on in the background, and everyone would be like, "Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 but like it's nothing." That well, would this is the reason I picked me. it in the first place because I don't know if I like it or or, or not because it came out like two or three weeks ago, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't really what I want." They've, every now and again, I'm trying to have like songs that are just great, like the song mm. called "Love Letters" a few years ago. 
um, an album called English Riviera, which is just really lovely. And it was really out of time with and out of step with everything else that was going on and coming out of the UK, especially. Mm. Um, but they're a big influence on a lot of bands and uh, a lot of certain bands. And uh, yeah, I'm just interested to hear. I just I haven't I really wanted to like this and I'm not sure if I not sure if I actually do. I, I found like I when I listened to it, I just didn't think too much about it. I was just like, yep. Cool. This is. I could definitely dance to this. I could def- if if it came on, I wouldn't turn it off. There's a bit thing. that sounds like Funky Town in it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Vibe, so yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's, it's if, if if it sounds like Funky Town, it's probably good. So yeah. or or, or it's ripping off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay, that was uh, metronomy, not exactly uh, uh, setting the world on fire or melting yeah. their ice cream around everyone, maybe. Uh, I'm going to move to Australia now with a band called The Chats and a song called Smoko. the chats they are a young australian queensland kind of garage punk band trio who have mullet haircuts and their social media handles are uh, the chats love beer smoko <laughs> is the name of that song uh, it is slang for a uh, short break uh, on your break on from work so going that's what that smoke. means going out for a smoke break smoke yeah smoke out um, i i like this a lot because it just has its own thing going on it's got real colloquial uh, australian buzz like it's kind of rough. It's kind of, uh, it's, it sounds like it'd be a good gig. I think. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Like I would love, I'd love to see this live, but um, yeah, just on the recording. I'm not that old. I really enjoyed it. That's fair enough. That's yeah. fair enough. I think it's uh, trying to capture something or maybe intentionally or otherwise. Yeah. Um, it's very rough and very garage rock and very like, it feels like something that you might like, might've been released in the early eighties in Australia. Yeah. That's what it and it, there's a, a lot of bands like that from that uh, era who sound a bit like that. I feel like, you know? I feel like the world is crying out for lo-fi, you know, grungy rock stuff. They're just sick of the slick. Yeah. You know? Sick of the slick. <laughs> sick of the slick. Quite <laughs> 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 well. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I really enjoyed this track. I thought it was class. Although I yeah. thought Smoko was some sort of drug. I'm on okay. Smoko, you know. Yeah. But uh, no, that's yeah, I'm much happier like with that. Way actually. more wholesome. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm actually just yeah. just having oh, a oh, break. break. <laughs> they do have songs about being on drugs, of course, uh, yeah. but they also have songs about uh, you know going for a carvery essentially. Oh, lovely! Having, oh. having some food. I like yeah, these like pub feed uh, and yeah, cool. It's that kind of vibe. There's nothing more than just like hanging out with your mates and uh, going for pub grub and uh, going on a smoke break. Yeah, That's really sweet. Relatable. 
<laughs> they are actually playing in Dublin on the 17th, oh, 21st of August, actually, this year in the Academy. So tickets are 17 euro now. So, no um, <laughs> so that's the chats. Um, do check them out. They do have an album out, uh, and I forgot the title of it, but I really liked it. Get get it get it into you, I think oh, it's called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Good, I like good strong title. Yeah. Okay, our next song uh, this week is from Brittany Howard. Uh, the uh, first solo material from the Alabama Shakes uh, singer and this is called History Repeats song from the Alabama Shakes uh, solo music uh, project, I guess. That is a song called History Repeats. Um, I first saw Alabama Shakes at Sepos OS uh, what, 10 years ago now, probably. Um, they were like a real buzz band at the time. And actually, they have done really well for themselves, I think. They're American rock, kind of bluesy band, um, a bit of soul there. Uh, Brittany Howard has a big voice, um, big presence. She's absolutely amazing. And uh, really got a lot of people uh, interested that year and then has released a lot of like said the album from 2015 uh, Sound and Vision I think it was called um, Sound and Colour is fantastic it's really really good um, yeah so who was saying they haven't listened to uh, me Abam Shaggy and me yeah, yeah. yeah. All just <laughs> never got <laughs> yeah. around to we will band. they have some fantastic songs yeah, yeah. Just, you were going go. mad <laughs> no <Yeah>. I'm joking <laughs> so would you say start with that 2015 album uh, they're both very different from each other but okay. uh I'll make you a playlist. Yay! <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, yeah, no, there's only two albums to get into, so mm. uh, but I really like the 2015 one in particular because it was one of those um, albums where a band were so buzzy and then they came back and then they they made another really good album and yeah, it was yeah. like, yeah, I love mm, that yeah. album. Okay. Like, they didn't just disappear. This track is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I don't know much about this other than it's coming from a solo album called Jamie. Um, which will be out later this year. Um, I really like this a lot. Are you guys into this? I really love fan. this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Class. Yeah, this one, this one will have me going and check, checking out Alabama Shakes. I actually read a little bit about it. Um, she said she turned 30 and she just kind of thought, what does the future look like? Am I just going to sing Alabama Shakes songs until I retire? Um, and she decided that she had a lot more to give and a lot more experimenting to do and a lot more of herself to put into the music. Um, and if this is the first offering from that, then I'm really excited to hear the rest of it because this is banging. So yeah, good. Yeah. I, I think yeah. you, you can't help but just like sink into that groove that's there. And I 
the first time I listened to the song, I just immediately went back and put yeah, it on yeah, again. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm actually not, yeah. not ready for this song to end. Yeah. Just yeah. all the proggy guitarists and all. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yes. yeah. So good. Gorgeous. So good. Yeah, it's slightly different than Alabama Shakes, which is uh, a good thing. Um, yeah. If you're doing a solo yeah, material, you shouldn't probably do the exact same thing, I guess, yeah. for yeah. yourself, if nothing else. Uh, yeah, we love this. This is, I think this is our favorite track of the week. Is that right? Oh, yes. sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Brittany yeah. Howard. Yeah. Um, song is called History Repeats, and album will be out soon. Uh, now it's time for our album of the week. Uh, we're going into Tom York territory. He has a new album out called uh, Anima, um, and this is a song from it called Twist. Yeah, girl, <laughs> this is my fave. <laughs> from his uh, new album his third solo album and uh, he previously released the Razor in 2006 uh, 2008 2008 uh, and 2006 then, yeah and 2006, 2006 was, was 2014 wow. oh here we are the Radiohead frontman is releasing solo material again and how do we feel about it Trey that's such a big question <laughs> okay start small <laughs> um, I start feel smaller. I feel good about it but it's this has just seeped into me this album is now a part of me. I have a lot of emotion to go through when reviewing this album, if that's okay with everybody. <laughs> this is now a safe space. Yeah, um, yeah I just I, th- I think it's it's so wonderful when you have an artist like Tom York who just keeps taking risks and dividing people and subverting the expectations of who you think he is as an artist. And when when I first kind of found out that there was another album coming, I had in my head what I thought it was going to be. I thought he was going to kind of push further, maybe go more minimal. But this is very much from the kind of a moon-shaped pool area of of his work. It's very emotive, very personal. It still has that anxiety about the world and the future and and but it's surprise it, surprise yeah <laughs> but it, it places it it places it in this kind of much more musically accessible uh way and also ve- deeply deeply personal um to him i mean like we'll probably talk more deeply about the song don chorus but that is i think as personal a song that we've gotten from him in his solo work or radiohead like it's such a kind of viscerally emotive track and it's just great to hear him loving making music as much as this album is you know 
and the the film the Paul Thomas Anderson film is fantastic yeah so the one reeler as they called it mm. uh, premiered on uh, Netflix uh, last week and yeah I, uh, I think they had some showings in like a place in some like art house cinema in London there was like one showing for one night or something and some people got in to see it which would have just been unreal yeah it's very it I think it really helped me um uh, coagulate my thoughts about the album and, and like how I felt about it because it really did capture the mood nicely I felt mm. um, but the background to the album is that uh, Nigel Godrick is always also involved he um, helped edit the album down from a, a rather sprawling um, collection of music I believe I think he's probably done like a lot of the work <laughs> in making this as accessible as it is you know yeah like because from what from what I've read and what I've seen from Tom's uh interviews around the album is that he basically just stream of conscious these beats and like lyrics and everything and then just sent it all to him and then you know it gets edited down then and I think that what what the difference is between this record and his previous two especially the first one is that there's a more kind of I keep saying accessible I need to find a different word for accessible but it's it's easier to get into it because it's a bit more it's a bit more what what you expect from electronic music it's not as sparse and yeah there's parts of that song twist there that reminds me of like the likes of boards of canada yeah. like absolutely that. it's quite nostalgic yeah. Um, yeah. 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 yeah and like tra- traffic is like y- you could hear that in the club what's like, that the song by uh something dj oh my god Oh, Alice DJ. Alice DJ. DJ. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like the end of traffic. There's like this synth at <laughs> the end of Yeah, it kind of sounds like that. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, my God. This whole album is just great. Yeah. Uh, the start of traffic reminded me of the start of Girl Band's cover of Why They Had Their Bodies in the Right Garage. Or garage. Um, and I was like, oh, is that where we're going with this? Uh, I I am pinning traffic as uh, Sorry. Who, who was it? U- UFOF by Big Thief. Sorry. New song of the year is oh. Traffic by Tom York. That's because they didn't play at that time. For they d- yeah, went went to see Big Thief. They didn't play UFOF. Not bitter about it at all. But <laughs> it's fine. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I, I didn't uh, really get into uh, Tomorrow's Modern Boxes at all. I just, I don't know. You know, like I, I speak, especially this year, I feel like there's so much music coming out and we're, we're, we're in July now, right? So we, traditionally it would have been like, Eight, ten years ago it would have been weird to like look back at half the year and be like, oh, let's have a look. But we actually, I'm talking about it today, there's so many albums that have been released and so many I haven't even got a chance to listen to before. Yeah. Yeah. So next week for me is going to be, and we're going to, I think our pod next week is going to be gonna do a uh, half year uh, album chat. Um, just because there's been so many releases and it's really hard to like process them all and listen to them all and give them time. So I have a big, big, long list of albums um, and this came at the end of it of it all the end of the six months and mm. i was like okay here we have it more yeah. uh yeah it's it's certainly not arriving at the right season for me yeah <laughs> uh, it's a very um i mean as you'd expect from somebody like tom york it's very textured it's very uh full of anxiety and uh heavy in lots of ways but mm. there's a lot of beauty in it as well i found a lot of beauty in this album um you sp- you spoke about personally uh in terms of uh his personal life what do you how do you know this has informed that rec- this record? I think so in terms of how the record is recorded, I know, like, like I said, a, a lot of it is just a 
a kind of a sit down, try and find the sound that you want on, on the synth or whatever it is that you're working with. And then his lyrics come out. And I think when, when he does that, I've seen him in old in interviews talking about it, I think maybe around like kid A time when he does that, he says that he finds something like he taps into something in his subconscious that is like addictive. Like he needs to get back to that place where it's just all pouring out of him and it's transcendent. And I think on this album, he, for me anyway, like he, he manages to kind of put you into that place. So it's like that idea of like collective unconscious and sleeping and dreaming and be like living in that liminal space between dreaming and being awake is obviously something that is collective with humans. And I feel like he's sonically kind of tapping into it. Like I, f- I feel like this album sounds like what dreaming is like or what, what having a nightmare is like. That's how I felt about the Big Thief album though. Yeah, yeah, but like m- in, like- in a much more kind of polished and like ethereal way, whereas I think this is a, a much more visceral way. Like these, yeah. it, it's it's kind of a like you you know the feeling when you when you wake up from a dream, but it's not necessarily a dream. Like you're trying to remember, and it's just like interrupting your thoughts for the whole day, and you do get a pang of anxiety about that. That's how this album feels. Like that's how it sounds to me. And I, I was listening to it while falling asleep, which was just one of the strangest experiences I've ever had in my life. I sort of recommend it, but not really. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's very, very strange, but it's, it is, it, it, I, I think it just, but because of the manner in which he records and the way he lets go as an artist and just puts any ideas of him being the lead singer of Radiohead aside and looks deep within like psychology of sleep and you know young and just humanity I think he taps into something and he then evokes it in people and it's like I just can't imagine that it's like it's nearly impossible to kind of think about being able to do that with music and I'm like blown away by it I'm like Mind blown. And then to get somebody like Paul Thomas Anderson to yeah. join you in, in to make doing that a, absolutely a, beautiful a, film, a visual yeah. movie, really, yeah. you know, absolutely really stunning. Like, yeah, and he's wonderful in it. He moves beautifully. He's yeah, like, yeah. He's kind dancer. of awkward, but I think that's his vibe. He's yeah. awkward. Yeah. 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 He's not an actor, and I like yeah, that. About yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Still yeah. himself. What did you guys think of the album? I I love it. I think yeah. yeah, from his previous two albums or whatever, this is like the furthest from Radiohead. I think yeah. and. I think you can just hear him having the crack in this. Yeah. I think he's just having the crack at synths. And he's just like, yeah, you know what? Lash that in there. But you said it way more beautifully than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just think he was in the studio having the absolute crack. Yeah. And um, I feel like it comes across. Yeah. And it's really nice. It's like it just like, sounds like he's let go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's really like getting into it. And it's good. I really like it. It's mm. mad to think that. What's the, what's the producer's name, Nigel? Godfrey. Godfrey had to go through. I'd say he had to go through that. hell. Yeah. Well, it's just, a, you know, it's slow the tangents. Like, like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of work. Yeah. I'd say he knows him pretty well at this yeah. point. So yeah. it might be easier but, to do but that. I but still, I mean. Still, there's a lot of work. It's a lot of, yeah. Has there been, there, I feel like there's been another album recently where somebody else has taken the raw sketches and made something there has been and we definitely talked i was thinking this day and we definitely talked about it in the podcast and i couldn't think of what it was so oh well summer brain yeah (laughs) oh emperor's most their latest album was kind of just them going on tangents yeah 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 
Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's another way of doing it. Mm. It's cool. He's been quite prolific, really, in the last uh, year and a half. Considering he did the Suspiria soundtrack as well, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that he he had a term for that in terms of he was like conjuring magic from synths and stuff. Yeah, just kind of listening and he had watching a, the movie. A lot of kind of input from um, Johnny Greenwood, obviously, who does a lot of film soundtrack work. Um, and that like that, I, I actually still haven't seen the film, but that, yeah, the soundtrack is like, it stands up. I, I sort of, in my head, that's his third solo album. Do you know yeah. I mean? Almost like, yeah, yeah it is. it's, it's, it's a like strange a, one. We've had loads of time York music recently. But, um, but yeah, there's just, there's just so much on this that I find really joyful as well as anxiety inducing. Whereas the previous two albums was kind of speaking to one part of me, whereas this is like, there's hope. There's like, like there's bits in it where it's like, you know, these really deep synthy kind of muggy moments. And then you get some like hand claps and it's just putting something so human inside the machinery of like synths and Ableton or whatever is, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. that kind of humanizing the the voice within the kind of the strange electronic music or whatever, which I just think is so lovely. And then Don Chorus is... A, a lot's been said about Don Chorus, like since the albums come out. But my Has there? God, oh yeah, have you all seen everyone losing their no. mind? No, I mean maybe I've just been. Uh, maybe it's on like the Radiohead forums. <laughs> <laughs> have you been hanging out um, at these again? <laughs> what's what's going on though? Um, well, just that it's like it, people are just having like extremely emotional reactions to to the song because it's just yeah. so. It's not one of those songs that have been around in, in many foreign before. It, it's like. one of those that is kind of whispered um, from a long time ago, I think from around Kid A. Um, he, he he might have performed it like once or so, yeah. one of those kind of things. But the the phrase Don Chorus is has been like flying around in like Radiohead. Yeah, it definitely feels whatever. like if you if you had a Radiohead, like a song title generator, that might be a Don Chorus. Is yeah. It. yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. But it's great. Like that's that's a song where he just does something so simple. It's just like he he remains singing at like the same note throughout it. It's this like repetitive electronic pattern. And yet when it deviates from that even slightly, when it goes up a little bit in the melody, it's like floors you. It's insane. Yeah. I don't know how he manages to do it. Yeah. Uh, we never got the chance to talk about uh, the OK Computer stuff in the end, did we? Because it happened between podcasts, remember that? Yeah, all the tapes that were leaked. 18 hours or of... Uh, leaked. Yeah, 18 hours of OK Computer uh, Like their like, recording sessions. So no someone way. like... Were, were robbed from, on a yeah, mini disc. They, they were stolen the and then this lad, whoever stole it, got in contact with Radiohead or the, re the record label or whoever and was like, I've stolen this. Give me all this money or I'm going to leak it. And then... The band were like, hey, you put the hey fans, we're going to just put this out. Um, you can give a donation to, I can't remember what charity it was. It might have been like Greenpeace or something. They were like, give a donation if you want to download it. Sound. And then yeah. everyone was like, yeah, okay, great. Uh, I have downloaded it. I haven't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, I haven't dived in just yet, though. Uh, they're they're not keeping too. it up forever, though, are they? Uh, I don't think so no I think it's like a limited thing so it if you want it yeah. right. download so it soon you have to do this yeah. yeah it's um is it 18 hours of audio yeah you've downloaded 18 hours of yeah. audio oh, yeah, that's yeah. intense it's like it's very very long and wow. like I went in and I listened to a little bit of it and it's just kind of them chatting yeah um, really wow. amazing yeah, I'm great. getting it <laughs> that's strange yeah, yeah. Um, 
Maybe so. we should review that. No. <laughs> Extra long podcast. <laughs> yeah. You can do your own special. <laughs> <That's one>. <laughs> <laughs> It'll do a spin-off for the Patreon. <laughs> uh, so that is Tom York. Uh, brand new album. I think we are all into that. That is Anima. Um, yeah. Third album from him. And uh, here's another little bit of a track from it. I don't have the on course because it wouldn't let me download it. But this is a song called Not The News. and uh, that was our album of the week this week anima and uh up next you will hear the next voice you will be here is uh the voice of either luke sharkey or brooklyn artist michaela strauss who was here a couple of weeks ago uh she goes under the name king princess uh recently played coachella and uh, has a new album coming out very interesting artist um, so we got a chance to talk to her uh backstage at our gig at the academy and this is luke sharkey and king princess Swinging now miss every time that we talk And now all I got is pieces of our eyes Oh how my luck goes down when we talk Now all I got is pieces of our eyes Future ass shit Yeah, Cute. some future, yeah, it's not so bad so I'm here, nestled in what looks like a bunker below the Academy, and I'm joined by Michaela Strauss, also known by King Princess. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Thank you. So you've sold out show tonight in the Academy. You excited for the gig? Yeah, I'm really excited. We had a nice sound check. Um, it sounds cool in here. It's very like, I like that it's clubby. It's like a smaller show. Yeah. It's going to be, I think, pretty intimate and cute. What's the setup like for the live performance at the moment? Um, I have a full band, so it's um, I play guitar... And then sometimes I put the guitar down and just sing. Yeah. If the song's like a lot, I, then I'm like not going to do both because it's just too much work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm sure. saying? Yeah, for sure. But I really, we, we've been like adding a bunch of new songs and uh, we're working on like the new song I put out with Mark yeah. Ronson. So um, it sounds really good. It's just been exciting to like play with a full band, like take all these songs live. And Yeah. How did that come about? Because you're a solo artist when you record, you record solo. Yeah, so. but I'm a band girl. Yeah. You know, like I... I love playing on stage with people. I think that's one of the great joys of, of being a musician is yeah. like having that interaction, having that like thing on stage with people. Sure. And um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever perform solo. I, I just couldn't 
I'm not like that. I need a group. <laughs> you yeah. know, I need I need my my fam. Is it something that you en- is it enjoy doing? Is the live setting something you think suits you and you naturally sort of go toward? Um yeah, I definitely because of the, the music I grew up listening to for sure. Like um my family was just like my dad's an engineer and we listened to a lot of rock music and like um it was always just exciting to me the 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 prospect of just like getting up on stage with a band and like shredding like just rocking out and like that I'm so happy that's been put into my brain because it really I think it adds something special especially to the type of music that I'm playing because it's it's pop but then there's like these songs that like there's gray area like they're rocky like you know and they they need to be given the justice of a live band yeah, certainly. You know? Yeah. And that's, and I hope that that comes across, like, because that's, that's the goal. That's fantastic. Um, and I know you uh-huh. mentioned there that your dad was an engineer. I know you grew up in a studio. Did you shake Missy Elliott's hand at one stage? I literally did. Yeah, it cool. was fucking nuts. I, it's a vague memory. I was very young and she was filming something. I think it was a video or something. It was outside of some content thing. It was outside of my dad's studio and... I got her autograph and we shook hands and I was like, Fuck. that's a, a life changing experience, dude. Yes, truly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so you grew up, um, your dad was a sound engineer. You were in the studio a lot as a child. Um, you grew up with rock and roll mostly. Correct. He, my dad did all the pop punk records that you know and love, <laughs> like fucking Metro station yeah. and Cobra starship and like taking back Sunday, all American rejects. Very nice. He did, uh, an Arctic Monkeys record there. There's, you know, Matt and Kim. He just was fucking like he was when when indie and pop punk were like popping. He was just like he knew how to compress drums and do that. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? He's just, and I think that he, but he's an amazing engineer and he, you know, and he. I grew up with him engineering me, and I think that he's a big inspiration. Like the types of sounds that he is so familiar with um, are like the sounds of like a generation's passive music like the 70s and yeah. like that fucking really amazing gritty shit so it's cool fantastic and so i'm kind of curious as to what the the evolution or yeah the evolution of your sound was to get from sort of those influences to making the sort of sort of like i think of something like cheap queen as just like really yeah. good avant-garde sort of pop that's out there so i kind of pull that? from everywhere because it's like I, ha- I, I i there's in my brain there's like a dichotomy of like i i want i love rock legends and i want guitar yeah. and i want noise and then there's parts of me that are like i really love something about simplistic like programmed ass beats and s- samples and like so I, I I go between the two, and I think that it's great to be able to put out songs that do both because they feel different, yeah. you know? Like, the, the feeling that I felt putting out Cheap Queen is a lot lighter than when I felt putting out 1950 because the material's different, you yeah. know? And then I'll put out a song next that's, like, really... The next one that's coming out is, like, really um, intense and, like, heavy. <laughs> and I, I'm sure I will feel that way when it comes out, you know? Yeah. And it's like that. I love that. I love that about music, and 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 that's the plus side of being in between genres, you know. Yeah, being in between, which is, you know, as a producer, it's like I pull. I love to think about different types of music and pull shit. Yeah, and so, yeah, when you write a song, for instance, um, uh, "Pieces of Us," the, the Mark Ronson, the, the feature that you have on his new album, you said, I think I read somewhere, you said you wrote that. It was like just like a late night upright piano it was jam. So late night, like slow ballad. S- 
So it, do you <laughs> do your songs usually work like that? Do you write them out acoustically? Well, like, and then Talia there's... started as a ballad, as a piano ba- ballad too, and I think that's like part of the thing is like some of the fastest songs start as ballads because a ballad, like some of the elements that ha- you know happen when you write a song that's like a ballad or like a piano song is you get all this like emotion and you know just like feeling out of out of those like slow kind of winding things and I I find that taking those songs and speeding them up is results in some of the best pop songs you know that's why all those fucking pop, every pop song has like a breakdown that's yeah. like you know it's because it's those melodies and chords together that just hit it and that's what I love about like when I wrote Talia I felt like that on the piano I was like this is a beautiful ballad and then we got into the studio and I was like let's speed this all up you know yeah. and Mark did that for me because I was pissy about it and I was like <laughs> I think this should be a ballad oh you and, didn't want that you didn't want well, that I was like I, I was like I was like, I just knew, I knew in my heart that it was going to become funk music. Okay, like I yeah. knew, I know him. And I was just like, I just know that fucking slap bass is going to get, it's going to come out. Yeah. And, and then it did. And I was like, he's right. You know, this like works, yeah. once it's like, you see it, you're like, oh yeah, that sounds really good. It's yeah, fucking slabs. Sure. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to, to kind of um, hit you with a massive question if that's okay. Um, yeah, please. What do you think is the secret or what do you think constitutes great pop music? Well, um, I think with pop music, it's like, it's a mixture of does it hit you melodically and does it hit you um, thematically? Like, there's, it's just a mixture of like, can you sing it and can you feel it? I don't, I don't, I can't really, you can't quantify it because I think what's so brilliant about pop music is that it's ever changing and it has really nothing to do with genre. Yeah. Like pop music has to do with listenability and that's, and, and that's what I, I think is so pure about it and we can harness to our advantage as artists is that like no matter what the fuck genre your song is in, honey, if it slaps, it slaps, you know, and that's the thing that is true about listeners and people who listen to music it's like we when we feel something unanimously it it can be really powerful and sometimes there's songs that just break into that and that's the goal you know yeah without it being because i think the problem is that pop gets turned into a sound or a relevant sound you know reducted to like the sort of bare elements yeah and then you've got all these fucking songs that sound the same and you're like oh my god these songs sound exactly the fucking same you're like because they're all they're they're misusing the terminology of pop music. Pop music is oddity. Pop music is weirdness that ends up like drifting into the mainstream, you know? Yeah. I think some of the best fucking singles of all time ever are some of the weirdest songs you've ever heard. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. Like just sonically, rhythmically, you're just like, what the fuck? That's that's the shit. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so you had uh, the Make My Bed EPF last year and you've already put out two singles of your own and the feature on Mark Ronson's. Uh, album this year um is there plans for a bigger project yeah my album is coming out um due in october uh it's really it's done i'm so excited to put her out she is she's so much she's so many songs that i cried writing (laughs) and i'm really excited to put them out and let people listen to them is that waiting period a killer oh my god yeah it's the worst the waiting is the worst but it's also like the time that you like think over everything again and maybe that's helpful yeah yeah and is, is it tough to know like when a song is finished when do you are you someone who goes back continue to like their productions and someone who is constantly re-editing i'm definitely building production always but i think that it 
there gets to there gets to be a point where if y'all step away from it and come back and listen and it sounds done then she's done then it's you know what i mean like it's like you can't you just can't keep fucking with something that's done yeah it won't make it more done so it's like <laughs> which is like the hardest thing to like self-realize but it's like i also i just it's it's the hardest part but if you can do it it's great yeah for sure i mean i've been tracking your progress and listening to your records for a while now um uh pussy has got like blew me away when i first heard it i thought oh, i was like this so is <laughs> what pop music should sound like this is really fantastic this is just like on the pulse music and cheap queen struck me because it seems like it came out at a time when you were much more popular kind of worldwide more renowned and there was a, a line in a particular you said i'm getting too cocky since everybody wants me it's harder to be myself <laughs> um, is authenticity like in the sense of being true to oneself is that important to you when you make music so important and that's what that line's about you know it's like i think that you know when you get smoke blown up your ass like for a long ass time you're like you start to like um submit to it and be like yeah you're right and yeah. i think that that is it's dangerous and that's what that line's about <laughs> so in terms of strictly songwriting how is it that you stay grounded um, what's well, been really, it's hard. I think that there's grounding elements. There's the, you have to remind yourself that like music, it, the, the music that I love is humble and that it, it has humility. Um, and I think that humility is really important in music. So I've been exploring that all through this I record. I hate it when dudes try to chase me, but I love it when you try to save me cause I'm just a lady. I love it when we play 1950 It's so cold, it just stays about to kill me I'm surprised when you kiss me So tell me why my guys look like you And tell me why it's wrong Thanks to Luke and King Princess uh, for that interview. And uh, yeah, I'm sure she'll be back again soon. Um, now it's time for our, our customary asking of the questions about what you've been uh, listening or reading or watching or um, consuming in the last while. I will start with you, Dre, because you, you have done this before. I will keep it brief as there is four of us. Uh, I've been watching Mad Men. It's the greatest show ever and I love it so much and I can't believe I haven't watched it until now. It's That's crazy, yeah, yeah. That's a nice to give yourself stuff like that oh, to watch. So good. Um I think Peter and his wife Trudy are my favorite on screen couple of all time. I love them so much. Uh yeah, some madmen. I think I'm on just about to start season six and I don't want it to end. How many seasons are there? Seven. seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um I'm reading Constellations uh by Sinead Gleeson yeah, yeah yeah reading that uh that's devastating and I keep having to put it down but it's so beautiful it's wonderful and listening 
just gone back and listened to like a load of Radiohead. I was listening to Kid A a good bit for the past few days, along with Tom. So it's been an intense few days, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, that's it, I think. Did I see some some film? Oh, I watched a film, um, Don't Look Now, with a very young Donald Sutherland. In oh, it. right, yeah, 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 um, yeah. It's set in Venice because I just got back from Venice. That's very a bit of a classic now. Isn't yeah, it? it's like from classic. the 70s. Um, sorry. <laughs> I I just hit a leg. That's why I said sorry. Not I'm not saying sorry to the listener. Um, yeah, it's it's very very good. Very very spooky. Weird ending. Would recommend. Hmm. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have been not doing a lot really. Um, I have a lot of books. I actually have a bit of anxiety about all the Irish books I have to read or I want to read. I want to read. Um, there's a good few books which I will report back on. I'm actually going away next week on holidays ish. So, uh, sort of. I'm going on a family holiday. Where are you going? So, just to carry. Class. Um, yeah. So, uh, my sister's coming home from. America she's home now and so we're all going live for six days to amazing hang out the house, so Lovely. that's great so I don't know if there'll be much reading time but sure we'll see um I've been mostly just watching the Women's World Cup the last week and a half yeah, or so. it's been unreal uh the England USA game last night was great crack it was unreal yeah did um, you see the celebration no oh. I thought she was token a joint that's, no, what, that's what she was doing and then I, only today I was like oh that's what she was doing unreal Alex Morgan uh, with her header and then she was like yeah, the little finger was up. That was the giveaway. I'm obsessed with her. Like, I'm just, I love her so much. She's such an unbelievable footballer. She's great. Yeah. Uh, it's just been great because, you know, it was never on TV before or yeah. in the consciousness as much as it was, as it is now, which is like, why the fuck not? It makes so much more sense that like, first of all, um, only four years ago, the Women's World Cup was played on AstroTurf, right? Yeah. Yeah. that's crazy yeah that's so crazy and i know fifa is like one of the worst organizations in the world in terms of their corruption and all that kind of stuff mm. jesus christ that's really like terrible. it's still there's definitely still a ways to go like i was reading today that um their players are still making 38 cents to the dollar of, to like the male uh international team in america who are awful like they're yeah. a very very bad team like yeah usa women's team are the best the, the best in the world, world. like yeah, they're so unbelievable they're, they're in the final um, yeah. on this Sunday. Um, so actually that leads into something else I've been uh, listening to because I wasn't doing a lot of anything else really. Uh, a friend recommended me a podcast about uh, World Cup football called We Came to Win. And it's each one is like a story. A lot of it is like stuff you might know, like about Maradona and uh, David Beckham and Gaza and stuff like that. Mm. It was a really good episode about the Spanish women's team in 2015 and how they basically had a mutiny against their coach who basically didn't give a shit oh. at all. And he was there for like 10 years and like they'd be out training and he'd just like disappear and go and take a phone call. And eventually all came to a head when they got into the World Cup in 2015 for the first time ever. And they did really badly um, because they were, didn't have any training. Yeah. They didn't have any friendly matches, all that kind of stuff. And they ended up like... Um, confronting him on like Spanish radio a couple of days oh, later real. and all this kind of stuff uh, but the podcast is really good it's uh, called We Came to Win uh, do you remember the uh, the free kick in like the 1974 World Cup 1980 World Cup or something like that you might have seen it before because it's one of these kind of memes that happens around football is uh, this Zaire player from Zaire kicks the ball away against Brazil Yes, uh, yeah. yes, yes. So I've it, seen it that, explains yeah. why that is because I like there was a lot of like racism back then. I've been people were just like, ah, stupid African player doesn't know how to play, play football. Mm. But there's a whole backstory behind that that involves like um, a dictator and corruption and all that kind of stuff. So, really fascinating story. Cool. Um, so, I'd recommend that. Um, so, yeah, I've just been watching sport cool. and listening nice. to sports. It's a summer. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. Nice.
What about you, Saoirse? Um, okay, so I have been watching, don't judge me, but it's called <laughs> I Zombie, which is a bit gas. I have a friend who's obsessed with that. It's very much like mindless TV, but it's addictive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not going to say any more about that. Uh, <laughs> I used to watch Teen Wolf. There is no judgment from yeah. me. <laughs> so basically, right, she gets scratched from going on a boat and uh, from a zombie. But she has to live in the day-to-day life. And so she used to be a doctor. And now she works in a morgue and she eats their brains, right? But every time she eats their brains, she turns in, she gets the personality of this other person. And uh, she solves their murder. Anyway. Oh my god, that's wow. so I think it's great. <laughs> that's yeah. This is like that uh the ghost whisperer. Yeah. Like that, yeah. 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 That's class. It's real good. I really like it. Um <laughs> anyway, <laughs> book that I have the book that I'm reading, I haven't got around to finishing it yet, is the Lily Allen My Thoughts book. Which is oh, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I yeah. really like it. I uh, still have two chapters left, so don't spoil it. And um <laughs> Well, I've actually been listening to Ocean because I you oh, yeah, 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 yeah I came yeah. across them from, from you. Yeah, you posted about them and I was like, Oh sorry, who are these? And uh loving it. Really liking it. Cool. Yeah, how was the gig? The gig was amazing, wasn't it? Uh, I only saw it one time. Okay, yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, I was running somewhere else. But uh yeah, it seemed to be really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah they had really good visuals and uh yeah, it was kind of a vibe, but they, I can't remember what the cover they did. It seems like weeks ago now, but it was weeks ago, I guess. Uh yeah, they did a, a cover that I can't remember. But uh yeah. Good, good. I think the recorded stuff is where it's at for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, cool, nice. Um, I have, <laughs> I I have said yes to being part of a load of projects. So I've mostly been listening to music that I have to learn. So uh, I've been singing with uh, Glasshouse Ensemble, who are doing. Oh, a, lovely, yeah. yeah. So at the moment they're doing Bonnie Vera's music. So his first two albums, which is really enjoyable, and we'll be all, at all those festivals that you're talking about. And then also my friend Elizabeth Moan is just over from the states for a few gigs. So I've been listening to her stuff a lot, um, and. Yeah, I really like, I'm too anxious to sit down and read books or like watch TV shows because I'm like, must be doing things at all times, which is... That's fair. Yeah. Which is a curse, really. You do in other ways, right? You do some uh, creative classes and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I I would do like a little bit of visual work, but not much. Yeah. Like I run a thing in um, Bray upstairs in the harbour called the Creativity Club. And it's literally just the premise that... Come, we'll all come to this space and we'll all carry on with our own work. It's not like running a class as such, but it's just c- kind of creating a space for anyone who... Like if you are paint, if you have a painting or something, you can bring it bring and it down. work on it. And it's just, you know, you cool. know yourself if you're working on something and it's just real lonely and you just want to vibe, but you don't want to, you don't necessarily want to go sit in a cafe with your laptop or, yeah. you know, whatever it is, whatever it may be. So it's, it's really nice and it really works. And last week we actually had, uh, we had Dowry, um, Aina Brennan coming down and talking about her graphic design work and also her um how you know how she kind of approaches the creative process with graphic design and then also with music so it's cool it's really cool so uh I'm much more activity based <laughs> too nice. anxious to be sitting down <laughs> that's fair yeah and you're also DJing next Friday. I'm also DJing the, next Friday. <laughs> July 12th. July 12th. Yeah. yeah. At Spacer. Yeah. That's going to be great. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Um, and uh, what else? Any other Wyvern stuff coming up soon? Or are you just guys just in trying to record as much as possible? Kind of. Yeah. We're, so we're, we're writing the next album. So we're doing. Karen actually is house sitting this amazing gaff. So we're kind of just, we've, we've pretty like much moved shit, into huh? that new gap. Sweet. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's so nice to try right in a, a new space and this place is gorgeous. So we're kind of just working away there. Yeah. 
And then obviously if we need to go to the studio, we will. But um, no, we're, la- we're lashing out the tunes. We yeah. are actually playing a, a festival in the middle of August in Whelan's. Mm. You know that we've only just begun yeah, festival? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so that should be cool. Yeah, we're headlining on the Friday night. Um, but other than that, we're like, unless I'm forgetting something, am I forgetting something? It's very likely. But Folly Fest. Yeah, Folly Fest. Yeah. Other than that, we're just kind of laying low and trying to trying to get the next album together or the next release, whatever that may be. Mm. Yep. You know. Cool. Great. Yeah. Lovely. Look forward to it. That's plenty to be getting on with anyway. Yeah, nice. It's so it's great. Well, Saoirse and Quiva, thanks so much. Thanks, thanks for having us, guys. Uh, Dre, good to see you again. Ah, uh, you too. Uh, very I good. Know. Um, and that's it from us nearly this week. Um, just a reminder to uh, check out the Patreon if you enjoy what we're doing on the website or on the podcast. And that's patreon.com forward slash 909. And congratulations on your new logo. It looks oh, yeah. Lovely. Oh, yeah. Yes. Very lovely. Shout out to Eva Dooley for that. She it first did, well, I, I specifically asked her just to, just to do a nice refresh. Mm. And funny, I met her in this building about uh, six months ago. And she was like, don't go asking anybody else to do it. I was like, okay, I won't. I just wanted like a slight refresh. I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. That's nice. great. So yeah, yeah, it's nice, nice to get something like that. Yeah. Um, I love looking at logos and stuff like that. Mm. So yeah, it was great. Um, so shout out to Aoife for that. Um, I'm going to leave you with a uh, an album from an Irish act that, um, well, a song from an album from an Irish act. Um, that I have been completely obsessed with and I haven't really talked to you about it since because I haven't seen you no um, I'm going to listen to this and come back to you with my thoughts yeah so for those I love is a project uh, by a guy called David Balf, and uh, he was associated with a band called Burnt Out from Kulak and uh, in that band was a poet called Paul Curran who a lot of people would know um, yeah, Paul passed away last year and uh as uh, while that was all happening uh dave was working on an album um kind of an inspiration paul and his friends were inspirations all about like the power of friendship and and family and like it was really like a love letter to them and it's a really beautiful album it's a very uh personal album it's filled with like whatsapp messages audio messages and um interview footage and and uh kind of video audio stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's very much like a multimedia product but it's uh i did an interview with him here yesterday which we put out as a podcast very soon it is as he talks to me about it he's heavily inspired by the likes of the streets and stuff like that and um, it's got a very unique take and thing going on this album uh so i really hope that uh people uh dig into it it is a bit of a special thing for me. I think it's a lot about grief as well. And um, uh, a lot of it, it's very uplifting, I find. And uh, it's called For Those I Love. The album is called For Those I Love. Artist called For Those I Love. And yes, there'll be a podcast coming with Dave very soon about all of that. And this is a song from it called uh, Waterfall and To Live. And that's it from us this week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
from an abandoned post office and set it ablaze. At late, I watch videos of that day and make play you stayed. Garda drove by three times, but never stopped at the site as we carried that couch over our head height in the night. Left it in a field to burn tomorrow or the next day in art's name. Film the flames as they dance and sway. Repeat on film the makeup of our estates and like it always would, we return two days after the charred wood on a couch that had already been born. As I pen this fire tear show a car parked right outside my window, I push outside to the bright heat. Sparks lit at the street. And to me, I just want to text you a photo and say this looks just like that Mount Kimby video we always watched. Nothing is real and you're not here. Vacuous flames just tears. How can this bring us to our knees? Why do I think to stand again with you in front of an inferno with gaze could bring ears? Answer my call, make these flames dance for me. Robbies at play for days during breaks and then sit round me ma's place on my space. Pasta for dinner as we fill the plates. One of us got some idea. Thought it'd be great to set a t-shirt to blaze inside our wooden shed and instead learned our mistakes with great haste. And I blasted the kid with the spray of a fire extinguisher till the sound of flames made way for the weight of what are we doing, fuck's sake. The place looking white as Christmas day but this time in mid-May. We left that kip in some state. And like some cruel twist of fate, the loved memory of stopping flames that make way for the welcome chase of the same. Later down the line on a new date, as we'd lift that couch over the motorway and into our estates. It too to see the flames we never grew out of just reshaped, fresh with a new weight. Some things from our teenage days had never changed, as we born to do something great. As we laid that couch down in the backfields and made ourselves away, fire walk with me, I'd hear you say.